Alrighty, everybody, Guru and a Wiz. And we are getting ready to tackle the Philadelphia Eagles. We've had a very local, uh, kind of local flair here. Jets, Giants, now we're getting into the Eagles. I know my boy Matty Rupsis, uh, former co-worker of mine. He's, uh, he's looking forward to hearing what we have to say about these Eagles. And uh, I know you have uh, some pretty strong opinions around the, the quarterbacks, both the uh, starting quarterback and the... Uh, and the now, what I think is going to be the now backup quarterback. Um, we have we have some baseball tonight too, so we want to get this done. We got the Yankees uh, opening up the baseball season against the Washington Nationals, so uh, we're getting some sports, despite what uh, the Z-Man said. And um, you know, football, we're moving closer to uh, teams uh, getting into camp. So, Wiz, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. I'm going to make one quick baseball uh, prediction here for those of you that like to, uh, you know, uh, wager a few dollars. I think the Oakland A's at 25 to one are a uh, extremely interesting bet to win the World Series. Uh, today, the baseball extended uh, the playoff teams. It'll be eight from each. Uh, it'll be 16 teams. Um, so eight from the American League, eight from the National League. And uh, for those that maybe want to take a chance on the futures, uh, the Oakland A's are interesting at 25 to one. But let's get down to the matter of hand. The Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz, some people absolutely love him. I mean, you have to admire the way he plays. That being said, I do not love Carson Wentz. Uh, he plays a little bit too reckless for me. It's you know he 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 guts it through a lot of these games. Uh, he takes some of the worst hits. Um, he doesn't seem to really care. Um, you know, it's not that he doesn't necessarily feel the pressure. It's that he really has to learn to live to fight another day and realize he's the leader of that team. And uh, and sometimes, you know, just just get out of um, harm's way. Um, so I don't I don't love the player. If and if he gets hurt. I don't believe Hurt, Jalen Hurts is ready to play in the National Football League this year. So I didn't love the pick. I thought they could have got a, a backup quarterback of equal or better ability later on in the draft, and they could have done something better with their draft uh, with that spot. So I don't love Carson Wentz. There are a lot of people who have him top 10, top 7. In my view, he's not even a quarterback one. Um, that may be against the grain of what a lot of people think. I don't think I've ever asked you directly, what's your view on Carson Wentz? Is he one of your top 12-ranked quarterbacks? Yeah, for me, he he just about gets there. It's close, but he just about gets there. And, and, I, and I know you don't, you know, you're not a huge fan, but that's fine. That's the way that's the way these things work. But but I, I like I like Wentz. I think he is in the, in the top ten. Like I'd rather have him than, you know, I think I'd rather have him than a guy like Daniel Jones or Jared Goff. Um, you know, what was amazing to me, and 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 this is going to be something that we're going to really, as we move along this podcast, discuss. Look, this team had a tremendous amount of injuries last year at the receiver position, and I question the ability of some of these guys to play again this year. Um, Wentz had a spell of games last year, I think it was five or six games, where I think in that stretch, one time in that stretch, he actually surpassed 200 yards passing. Every other time, he was sub-200. It was shocking to me. And then as the season wore on, when they were running with a skeleton crew at receiver and playing a tremendous amount of two tight end sets. So this team is the number one 
team in the NFL in playing 12 personnel, two tight end sets, 41% of the time. And I think the reason why they were forced to do that last year in particular was, number one, they have two elite tight ends, which we'll talk about. And number two, their receiving core was just a, a disaster. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. But, but I think Wentz showed me a hell of a lot of moxie as the season wore on. And I don't know. I have a feeling that he will build upon that. It's just, uh, it's just a gut feeling. So for me, I, I, I would probably take a chance in a league using him as a number one quarterback a, a little bit more so than you would. Yeah, I mean, uh, what? Uh, yeah, I, I, the tight ends are, are you know, the, the, the best one-two tight end punch in the league. Uh, there's no question about that on, on, on one team. But when you look at the, the wide receiving core, it's really three guys. I mean, the, the, the depth, I just don't think is there. So talking about Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, and a rookie that they drafted, a wide receiver. So, you know, we'll get to the receivers in a few minutes. But as it relates to Carson Wentz, I mean, the last time Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey both completing a full season in the same year. I think Howard Cosell was calling Monday Night Football. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it, it, you cannot count on those guys. So I think that's another thing. I worry about the health of Wentz, and I'm concerned about the health of his receivers as well. So therefore, me, he's out of the top 12. But for you, I think he, you're saying he just squeaks in there. But uh, we'll, 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 we'll see how that plays out. Before we get to the running backs, tell me how you think the Eagles are going to use Jalen Hurts. If people think that he is going to be another Taysom Hill, they're sadly mistaken because he's not nearly the athlete no. Taysom Hill is. I mean, he can run, but eluding linemen and getting away on, you know, on, on passing plays is one thing. But like getting open in the flat and running routes, that, that, that's not what he's drafting. You don't draft a player that high to put him in like kind of a gadget role. Uh, Taysom Hill was like kind of like an undrafted free agent. Um, so how are the Eagles going to use Hurts? Or are they just going to say, okay, you're just going to hold that clipboard and if something happens to Wentz, you're in there. So, so uh, you know, again, we've, we've fallen back on this a number of times, but again, not a normal year, so preparation has been very different. So I think because of the way things have played out, it's going to be very difficult, even if in the event that um, Wentz did go down, uh, you'd probably see Nate Sudfeld first before you'd see Jalen Hurts. I just think the... Uh, the difficult circumstances that we've all been under and the preparation time that's needed, especially for a rookie in this league, is just not going to be there for, for, for Hurts to get in there. So I, 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 my guess is that Sudfeld is actually the backup quarterback to start the season. You know, Maybe some things change as, as we move along in practices during the year, but that's the way I think the year starts. Uh, you know, There's enough kind of guys on, on the offensive side we'll talk about the receivers that that can play some gadget plays that you don't need to really put him out there so I think it's going to be a kind of a non-event this year for Jalen Hurts and, and the circumstances that we're under play a big part in it all right let's move to running back um I I like the Eagles one-two punch I don't even know if it's a one-two punch. It's maybe even kind of like a one-one-a punch here with Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. I'm hoping that they figure out a way to utilize both players. They kind of did it at the end of the year last year. That was due to their receivers being hurt. Having both of those players on the field at the same time, two electrifying players, two players that, you know, we get the ball in their hands in open space. They can do a lot of things with it. So talk to us about Sanders and Scott. 
Uh, I know you like both players as well. Um, how much do you like each player in terms of ranking? Uh, I believe Sanders has creeped into that running back one situation. Scott may be running back two. I don't know. I mean, somewhere around then. Tell us, tell us your view on those two players. Yeah, so uh, I love the way you talked about 1 and 1A one because you really have to look at the rules in your league and, and, and how it applies. So for PPR leagues, uh, you know, Boston Scott is going to have a tremendous amount of value. And I, I don't want to throw around um, accolades and, and comparisons, but, you know, last year the way he finished the season and the way he was used, uh, and granted he did end up getting basically a full run in one game because Sanders got hurt. But but it, it was Sproles-like in terms of his contribution to this offense. And I was really excited. He had 23 catches in the last four games. He even stuck his nose in there in that playoff game. I, I think the Eagles realized what they got. They got him off the practice squad from from the Saints. And and he will be a 1A, particularly in, 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 um, in uh, PPR leagues. So Boston Scott should be drafted. I think he's one in a PPR league. He's one of the top 35 backs in the league without question. Miles Sanders, uh, there's a lot of really nice things to like about this player. I think Sanders will have a tremendous year this year. I think he's a number one running back. Um, you know, I think he's kind of in that equation when you talk about the Joe Mixons and the Kenyon Drakes, Aaron Jones, and that kind of group. I think he's right there with them. I love the two of these backs, so I give everybody my free uh, – Free reign to go and draft both of these players. I think they'll be significant contributors uh, in fantasy this year. I think my uh, yeah, and I, and I think that's the that's the safety net for the Eagles. They have a unique situation where they have two tight ends where you don't lose anything playing both of them, and two running backs that can be utilized in the passing game. So I think that is kind of the you know that's going to kind of be their 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 fallback. Um, coming into the season, it may be really why they also really didn't address, um, they did not address the, the running back situation uh, in the draft at all, really. So I think they're happy with the two players as well as they should be. And, uh, you know, Miles Sanders is definitely right there at that running back one on the, you know, edge, just inside, just outside. And Boston Scott, uh, you, you agree that Boston Scott has uh, standalone value. He's just not a handcuff player, right? No, he's not a handcuff player. He, he, I think he just opened a lot of eyes, at, you know, last year at the end of the season. So, yeah, he is definitely a standalone player, um, especially you know, in PPR leagues for certain. I think he's a player who's going to touch the ball you know, 10 times in every game. That's the way I look at him. All righty. Uh, let's move to the wide receiver position here. Uh, I mentioned this, this trio before, uh, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Jalen Rieger. Boy, oh, boy, I have a headache just thinking about this trio, <laughs> trying to rank them, where to place them. Go ahead. You do the heavy lifting here. Tell tell me and everyone else the pecking order first, which I think is somewhat interesting and puzzling and 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 and, and a difficult puzzle to try and figure out. And once you have the pecking order, are any of those guys top twenty four receivers? Okay, so I am letting someone else draft Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's any receiver on this roster currently coming into the fantasy season that should be ranked in the top 40. So that that's my, we have to see. And, and there's a ton of guys on this roster 
And, you know, so last year at the end of the year, because of the injuries, they were forced to go with a practice player who actually, you know, I, I had him in a, in a couple of leagues. So he was a cheap pickup. But Greg Ward, a former college quarterback, actually played very well for the Eagles at the end of the year. Uh, he, he might even stick his nose in there again. I, look, they drafted a lot of guys, too. They, they drafted John Hightower. They drafted Kez Watkins. Um, they made a trade to bring in Marquise Goodwin. Last year, uh, in one league, I made the mistake of drafting, um, as a, in a dynasty league, J.J. Orsega-Whiteside. Um, uh, he, he looked like uh, he, he was Hassan Whiteside on the football field. So it didn't, it didn't really match. He didn't play that well. Uh, although, I am hearing there is still noise that there is a lot of belief in this player still. He's a, he's a big physical body. But I'm, and of course, you mentioned the draft pick, their, their first-round draft pick of Jalen Rager. But I'm not touching Deshaun Jackson especially after the crap he started because I think he's going to have some distractions when it comes to that stuff. And all Sean Jeffrey is perpetually hurt. I want, I want nothing to do with the player. So I'd like to see what happens in the background with some of those other guys. I'm intrigued by the rookie Rieger. I'm intrigued by Marquise Goodwin's speed. He's, he's flashed a little bit, although inconsistently. And like I said, Greg Ward did open some eyes and Hightower's a fast kid out of Boise State, and, 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 we, and as I mentioned, Kez Watkins. But I want nothing to do with the top two guys, even though they're listed as the top two in, on the uh, depth chart. Yeah, so you're going to take a wait-and-see approach. So what about Rieger? Uh, I mean, I think the Vikings were shocked when the Eagles did not take Jefferson and they took Rieger ahead. I, I know, you know, he may fit that system, and he's quick, and they may use him on jet sweeps and all of this. So, Rieger, is he going to be, you know, you know, on if you're drafting in a 12-team league, four or five receivers, top 60, definitely in the top 50? I mean, are you, would you draft that player? So, you know, I, I think you mentioned this in, in one of our early podcasts. You, you said he was not the beneficiary of the best quarterback in play in college, and, and that, that definitely reflected in his numbers and some inconsistent performances. But, you know, the Eagles – are, are, are usually a pretty astute um, uh, operation. So they clearly wanted this player, despite some of the other guys that were available. So maybe they're seeing something that, that we are not. Well, I, I would be very hesitant to put my eggs in this basket. I, I, I'm taking a complete wait-and-see approach when it comes to the Eagles wide receivers. Fair enough. Uh, let's go to a, a position that the Eagles have absolutely no worries about. They may have two top tight ends in all football on the same team in Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Uh, we talked about this very, very early on. I mean, you know, most, peop- most, most, most fantasy people in the community think that, you know, handcuffs only relate to running back. But if you draft Zach Ertz, and you can get Dallas Goddard. I think you know that that's something that that would really help your team for a few reasons. One, if something was to happen to Zach Ertz, then Dallas Goddard, in my opinion, becomes a top five to seven tight end uh, if he if he's there without Ertz. There's no question about that. He has value with him, but you have to look at the surrounding talent. And in all likelihood, the the Eagles going to play with a ton of twelve personnel because there's no way those receivers are going to last the season. So you're going to get a lot of playing time with Goddard, and he has standalone value. If you get him as that handcuff, 
that adds to that. Um, I'm not sure what else to say. I mean, I think they kind of the cats out of the bag regarding that. I think most people have Zach Ertz in the top three or four tight ends, and Zach Ertz, you know, right on that fringe of tight end one as well, somewhere between 12 and 15 or something like that. Do you, do you see it that way? Yeah, you know, look, in PPR leagues last year, I think Ertz was three and Goddard was 10. So to your point, so we're, it's the same conversation that we had about running backs. The Eagles running backs are, are, are both worthy of being drafted, as, and the Eagles tight ends are. I mean, you know, that's it. This, this is a player who had 58 catches and 600 yards and five touchdowns. And, geez, I remember that scene when, um, when the uh, – who was the kicker from the Eagles? David Akers, when he taunted the uh, Cowboy fans um, and the and the and the Eagles went on to draft Dallas Goddard. When I know that the Cowboys were looking for a tight end at that point in time, because Jason Witten was in the Monday Night booth. So, but the Eagles got him, and good for them that they got him. And I completely agree. Both of these tight ends should be drafted, and Goddard is is basically a number one tight end um, in a, in a number two's body. And then, like you said, if anything were ever to happen to Ertz, forget about it. But you look at his targets, uh, when those receivers broke down at the end of the year, he had between seven and 10 targets in every game in the last six or seven games. And he actually had a decent game in the playoff game too. So yeah, both guys drafted and the cat is out of the bag for sure. Goddard, if you're, if you're drafting tight ends and you have a chance to draft Goddard or a number one tight end on another team uh, that's on the fringe of that, you know, that spot. Um, I don't know, uh, uh, a Jared Cook, uh, a Gusecki, uh, a Hayden Hurst, Hawkinson. What What do you do? Is In your mind, is Goddard that good and going to be utilized that much that you take him above all of those guys, even though they have a clear starter? I mean, the only guy that you mentioned there that I would not take um... – Hayden Hurst, sorry, <clears throat> not take over Dallas Goddard's Hayden Hurst just because of the situation that he falls in in Atlanta where he takes over uh, in a passing offense and he takes over a, an important part of the offense that, that Austin Hooper had. So he's the only guy of that group that you mentioned that I would take over Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard is a number one tight end for me uh, over those guys that you mentioned. One last thing on Goddard. I mean, usually you see a, a, an NFL tight end get put in the concussion protocol after a tough hit on the field. I mean, he managed to do it after uh, going to a bar. <laughs> Very difficult. You got you to you keep your head on a swivel no matter where you are, I guess, if you're Dallas Goddard. Absolutely. Any thoughts on uh, you want to add anything as uh, the defensive special teams guru you are on the Eagles defense and Jake the Snake Elliott? You know, the, the one thing that's interesting is Elliott never seems to try that many field goals. I, I don't know what the situation is, but he's a good kicker. But the Eagles never really get to the point where he's trying over like, you know, 35 field goals in a year. So he's never really ranked as a really high kicker. Um, so, yeah, I'm not really super excited. I mean, he's consistent, but he doesn't seem to get, uh, you know, a lot of options. And I think the Eagles... Pat Leno, our friend Pat Leno, seems to always draft the Eagles' defense for some reason. He's got a sick fascination with the Eagles, uh, so I don't even try to get in the way. Uh, Eagles always seem to tantalize people, and they always seem to be kind of in that top 12 defense conversation. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the one thing I'd want to mention about the Eagles that we didn't discuss when we were talking about this offense is one thing to watch is the offensive line on this team. So they brought back Jason Peters – 
I don't know how old he is now. I think he's 38, 39. Uh, but he's going to be playing guard right now. They lost they lost Bucky Brooks, which was a big injury to their offensive line. And the rookie last year, they, they drafted him um, uh, the year before, which is uh, Andre Dillard, looked like completely lost as an NFL player. Uh, a lot of penalties were called on him. So I, I, I really want to watch this line carefully. And, and that does kind of play into the running back situation. Um, so something to watch. But, you know, Jason Peters is a potential Hall of Famer, uh, but he's bringing Brock back in to play guard. But if Andre Dillard looks anything like he uh, looked last year at left tackle, you're going to see Mr. Peters uh, slipping back over there. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as the reason why Elliott doesn't kick a lot of field goals, I, I have two words that could kind of explain that. Philly special. The coach is a, is a, is a gambler. He's going to go a lot of times on a fourth down, especially if you get to that like 32, 34 yard line where it's going to be like a 50 plus. He's going to go for it. That's something that we're going to get to when we start bringing down kickers is which coaches are more likely to go in those situations and which one are very comfortable sending out the kickers. As far as the Eagles' defense, you know, you're going to have four games against the – what's their name they decided on? The the Washington football team? The Washington football team. That is correct. So the Eagles' defense will have two games against them and two games against Edward Susahan's Daniel Jones. So you could get some fumbles and sacks and all that stuff. So interesting – to you know think about that and uh the next the next podcast man there are so many Steeler fans we have so many friends who are Steeler fans we're going to talk about them and the defending nfc champions san francisco 49ers so this is great Wiz. we only have uh six more teams to cover uh, as you pointed out to me uh I think it was late June. You you talked to me about getting these uh, team summaries out there. You wanted to keep a tight schedule, and that you and I uh, are both Type A personalities. We like to be uh, on time, Lombardi time, if you will. Although I, I definitely show up a little later than you do, but um, but I think we've we've tried to achieve that. We've just got six more teams to go. You know, I definitely encourage our listeners. We've covered a lot of ground in these, and we've taken a lot of time to discuss things that we think are pertinent to your draft. So hopefully you are preparing because uh, I spoke to Jimmy O today, Wiz, and he says I'm not even looking at anything. And you, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, but, but in all seriousness, we're gonna really start getting into it. We're gonna get into a lot of detail things, position rankings. We're gonna get into what your league should consider doing to prepare for this, you know, strange season. We're going to talk specifically about what our league has done and what we're going to do. And uh, you may want to use that as well because, you know, I have some interesting ideas uh, that I'm going to propose to my league. And, um, and, you know, aside from the rankings, you want to get your league off um, in the right way and you want to try and make things fair and kind of prepare for the – unexpected and do the best you can. So we're going to be mentioning all of those things, including detailed position rankings as well. And again, so Guru and Wiz, and and that's awesome, Wiz. Thank you very much for that. Guru and Wiz at gmail.com. If you want to talk about anything specifically, Uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Just keep coming at us. You got to subscribe to those podcasts. So these come automatically to you in your email. It's a really easy thing to do. You just have to press one button. So it's not that hard. Don't be a Jimmy O 
make sure you're prepared because we are trying very hard to make sure that you are able to succeed in your fantasy football season in 2020. So that's yeah, it. And if you have a question about your league, if you have a, a question about your draft spot and your position, you know, who you, know, who you should take, uh, about some players, situations, feel free, email us, and we will respond on the air directly. And uh, we'll, we'll mention you and we'll talk about the situation and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do our best to help you out there as well. All right, Wiz, look forward to the Steelers next, and uh, I wish you a fine evening. Thanks very much again. You got it.